Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, great to have you here as always. Hello again, Gina. And Matt and I continue to be on site here at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. And we are upholding what has become a real Lenten tradition here at CatholicPhilly.com. We've asked some of our seminarians here at St. Charles to help us journey through Lent by sharing their thoughts on the Sunday Gospels of the season. And that mission takes on even more urgency as we've had a year like no other between the pandemic, a reckoning with racism and social unrest. So these scriptures have taken on truly an even deeper meaning. And we're hoping our seminarians will help us better understand and apply these Gospels to our lives. And for the fourth Sunday of Lent, we are welcoming Shane Flanagan. Shane, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Before we start talking about the Gospel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I was born and raised in Northeast Philadelphia, St. Dominic's Parish. Fellow Northeast Philly girl here. It's the best place on earth. Amen. (laughs) Amen. When Jesus comes again, it's going to be off the Roosevelt Boulevard. (laughs) Stay tuned. And what year are you in here at St. Charles? I am in Second Theology. Okay. All right. With no further ado, Matt, what is the Gospel for this week? So the gospel is taken from the gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. And in this, we'll hear Jesus talking to Nicodemus, but giving a a powerful teaching about eternal life and salvation through the Son of Man. And he identifies himself as the Son of Man. He says that he's been sent into the world by the Father so that the world might be saved through him. And then he moves into a discussion of light versus darkness. And he says that whoever lives the truth comes to the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. So Shane, this discussion of eternal life and salvation, can you break that open for us a little bit? Sure. I think key to understanding the gospel, and especially the eternal life and salvation part, is seen early on in the gospel when it says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And that concept of love is really what the gospel breaks down to. In our culture today, love is kind of watered down. We, we use it almost with anything, whether I, I love the eagles or I love food. But the real concept of love is a total gift of self or a total giving. And that's what God truly does when he gives us Christ. He sent Christ to enter into our humanity, to enter into the, the darkness of our lives to bring us salvation. And in that salvation, we come back to him so we can have that full and everlasting life in him. And just seeing that everlasting life, it's really God's gift to us. We did nothing to deserve Christ to come into our lives. Mm. And that, that truly is where that love of God kind of flows. And it's not all about this life. I think that's a lesson we've really learned, hopefully, or have started to learn in the past year. You know, we've kind of been operating, I think, many times as Christians, particularly Christians in the United States, who think, well, if I go to church and, you know, I do my part, God will do his part and everything will be fine and I'll get all my toys by the time, you know, I end my life. And that's not at all why Christ came. No, no, definitely not. I think that that American mentality of I do this to get 
this reward, it almost hinders us in a way. It, it takes away that, that childlike faith that Christ calls for, and it makes us think that it's something that we deserve or we earn. And just the fact that God sent his son out of love kind of counteracts that, and that, that's always really important to remember. And this gospel talks about the things that we do. Some people do things in the darkness, and some people do things in the light. And that has a relevance this Lent as well, right? I mean, let's let's do our deeds to be seen in the light. Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely true, especially we can get so caught up in what I gave up for Lent mm-hmm. or I'm doing this extra thing for Lent, and it kind of defeats the purpose. We focus on ourselves and on our deeds and looking back in on ourselves when all those things are supposed to direct us towards God. It's supposed to free us up to let go of this world and see that God is truly our top priority. The other thing, too, that strikes me about this gospel is the Son of Man must be lifted up. And that kind of ties in with what you just said, that God must be our priority. Jesus must be lifted up. This isn't about us. And yet that lifting up is the cross, mm-hmm. which absolutely confounds our nature. Talk a bit about that. Sure. The cross definitely is our gateway in the salvation. Without Christ on the cross, we, we have no salvation. We don't have that bridge back to God. And I'd love the beginning when Jesus compares himself to what Moses did with the serpent. Well, the Israelites sinned against God and brought punishment upon themselves, but God loved them so much that he sent this serpent on a, a stick to alleviate that pain and take away that, that suffering that they had just by a glance. And in Christ, he gives us so much more. It's not just a symbol. It truly is God taking on our sins, taking on our faults, and annihilating them in one action. The ultimate sign of humility from a purely human standpoint is truly the sign of victory. That sign is so, it's so powerful. It really is. It is so powerful and so mysterious too. And to look up and see that immobilized serpent, the very thing that had struck the Israelites, the seraph serpents, immobilized, frozen, dead. And in that death, life, incredible. Thousands of years before It truly is. It's funny how God works through salvation history, dropping little hints, and Mm. in the cross, everything comes to light. And that's the source of eternal life. For those who accept it and those who don't accept it, it's pretty plain to see. You can't avoid that sign, right? That's true. It's true. The cross is non-negotiable, and I think it's in the catechism. St. Rose of Lima calls the cross the ladder to heaven, and in fact, I think she says it's the only ladder to heaven. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's, that's true. And it, it's absolutely true. It's through that cross. It's through that, that sacrifice of Christ that we truly are brought back in the right relationship with God. And that is our Lenten journey. It literally is a journey to the cross. But it, it doesn't end with the cross. We go to the resurrection and rise with him for eternal life. Amen. Amen. Shane, thank you so much for spending some time with us and breaking the scriptures open for us. No, no, thank you for having me. All the best in your Lent and in your priesthood journey. Thank you. God bless. So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. This podcast has been a production of catholicphilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at catholicphilly.com.